I find it hilarious. I bet you do. That's so funny. <laughs> Just crinkling paper. <laughs> you hate the sound of crinkled paper, too. No, I hate <laughs> Don't you? Well, if I'm trying to concentrate. Or you hate, like... No, I hate... Na- well, don't, don't stop it. I hate styrofoam sound. <laughs> styrofoam like, sound. Oh, God, I can't even talk about it. Do you hate tinkle sound? The sound of tinkle going in the toilet? No, that makes me have to tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a name for that? Pee. <laughs> no, that's what goes in the toilet. Oh. The name for it exiting your body? No, the name for it, when the sound that it makes is it hits water. What? I don't know. I've never I don't know. thought, never thought okay. no. That's just a weird me God. thing. And man, like I did a I did a lot of things like in my early twenties that probably should have made me like think of those things, but <laughs> So I, I don't know. I never thought of that. I didn't know if there was a term for that sound. Hmm. Is there a medical term for pee hitting the toilet water? No, the sound that it produces. Well it's just sound. Yeah, but the sound of the stream hitting the water. The specific urine stream. (laughs) What? I'm going to pee my pants. (laughs) I'm not wearing pants. Never mind. I'm going to pee my... Whatever I'm wearing. You're wearing a chemise. It's not a chemise. It's a nightie. Like a chemozzle. (laughs) Well, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. I can't stop laughing. Oh, my house, my nightgown is inside out. Uh, It is. Oh, actually, don't stop. Just, just. I wonder if you can get material like that at Retro Rags Limited. It'd be sexy you can get like material. A, like a chemise at Retro Rags. Okay, Retro Rags. I'm gonna have them make me an action figure adventure chemise bra and underwear set. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Something fun like that. But like oh. in, in silky fabric. I don't know if they offer that. I know they have three-quarter tees, V-necks, regular tees, hoodies, beanies, zip-ups. Of course, they're an official sponsor here for Off the Cuff. I'm your host, Rob McCallum. Joined alongside my co-host, And sometimes, And sometimes wife. I mean, sometimes... (laughs) Sometimes wife? sometimes co-host. Wow, that's official, folks. You heard it there. (laughs) Jesus, what are you sponsoring? (laughs) You don't want to know. (laughs) <laughs> uh what <laughs> oh man so did you hear that promotion you just got you went from frequent guest to co-host i know you didn't even you i didn't. did i was joking frequent wife <laughs> frequent always wife you're not even a discount code you don't get no discount but if you, you if you use adventure 20 at retro regs limited you the- get 20 percent off all the merch except for the rancid stuff yes but i would I would pay full price for any of it. And speaking awesome. of Retro Rags merch, and you kind of alluded to it, we are going to do action figure adventure merch. We're going to time it with our Kickstarter campaign for at least to kick off. And we might do timed kind of thing. So during the campaign, if you buy a shirt from Retro Rags, it'll be one price and after the campaign, it'll go up. If you Ooh. support the campaign, you might get a special coupon code to reduce a, retro, a future Retro Rags purchase. So if you become a backer for X number of dollars, you'll get a code that saves you maybe 25 or 30% or something. That's pretty rad. Yeah, we think that's a good way. You know, it, it won't be all contained within Kickstarter, so you, all the clothing and stuff will come from Retro Rags directly. You go there, you put the code in, you save the money. Cool. Yeah, Very cool. Make it super easy. Um, speaking of action figure adventure. Yes. Uh, the uh, It's all, well, I don't know, it's all heating up, I guess. I know. I want to be able to say something because nope. we haven't signed the dotted line yet. This was supposed to happen last week, and it hasn't. It's been delayed. We're waiting on it. But I, I think I can say it because no. by the time, yeah, by the time the show comes out, we're gonna be fine. All right, you go for it. Just let it out. Just let it out. Just let the cat out of that bag. Open the bag and let out the cat. First, were you excited by the news? When well, I told you? yeah, I was excited by the news because it was it was crazy news. I almost didn't believe it. Like. I just, I was in a state of disbelief for a while. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that you would, you would do it because. <laughs> do it. No, I knew that you would, I knew that you would get, I knew that it would this happen. This is so funny to, to, to hear you try to dance around it without oh saying it because you don't want to be the one to it's say like it. pronouns and oh my God, the dancing game. Yeah. 
They will dance, let it out so I don't have to dance anymore. We have officially sold action figure adventure. Yeah, baby. It's it's being it's been sold. Um, maybe because it's not on the dotted line, I won't say to whom just yet. Yeah. But the series has been sold. Um, it's very early on for this to happen. It's the earliest sale that we've ever had on anything that we've created. It's it's super exciting. And that's why I was like in a state of disbelief. I was like, I'm like, it's not done. Yeah, I, we just like we really just finished shooting Jay's portion of it. I know. Which is the the main thrust, the, the adventure itself, and it'll be you know grouped by other talking head segments that discuss various action figure topics. And we still have. I think hopefully a fair chunk of that to shoot. We've we've got a lot in the can, of course, but we want to add more to that. Our focus was to do kind of one thing at a time, and then and then it's just, you know figure it's, it out. It's kind of cool that this is just it came so fast. Yeah, and the interest and the sale just went boom. And November first is when it's slated to premiere. Yes, and I guess all I'll say is it's it's been picked up by people that have showed previous faith in in the stuff that we've created. And again, when it's signed officially, we'll be able to say and who those lucky folks are. Yeah. Lovely people. And, and they're also reacquiring Nintendo Quest as well and the Nintendo Quest Power Tour to help lead into Action Figure Adventure. So that's awesome. Yeah, you got a little something for everyone. Yeah, we're going to do some roundtables too for both the series as well. So Jay and I will sit down and do kind of like uh, an episode breakdown like Talking Dead does for both uh, the 13 episode run of Nintendo Quest. And then action figure adventure too, so there's a little bit extra content. And our good friend Peter at Electrified Porcupine oh, yeah. is going to moderate some of these as well. Cool. Which is kind of Very fun. cool. So yeah, we've sold the series. Now, we've been promoting action figure adventure on Kickstarter for, or on uh, Facebook on for Facebook. a while. And a Kickstarter campaign, which I just alluded to with the Retro Regs merch as well, that's still going to happen. And here's the focus of that. Uh, the good news is, you know, the series is going to happen because we've sold it. So it's yes. not like the Kickstarter is going to determine if this thing comes out. It's no, coming it's, out. No, it's happening. It's coming out. It's... The Kickstarter is going to determine if you get a copy of it on disc. Exactly. So the series is happening. If you want it on disc, this is kind of like your only shot to do it. Most of these indie doc... Oh. Uh, niche topics get like one printing run maybe and that's it nintendo yeah. quest we did one run box art we did one run power grayskull we did the run for kickstarter and then when we sold it to distribution there was a small run that made it available after but that's that's it well then i'm always that person who likes that physical copy of something i want it in my hand yeah. whether i'm gonna go buy it digitally or whatever is gonna happen i need that in my hand and like, we, you know how many yeah. cds i still have and I always like to include stuff that's exclusive to the discs as well, whether you're a collector and you choose to open them and, and watch them or you just want to kind of have it on your shelf or whatever. Sure. We always like to include some sort of exclusive content that's only on there. Yeah, and there's something special. Yeah, there'll always. be tons of stuff that goes broadcast, tons of stuff that goes digital, but we always like to have at least one feature or one scene that's extended or, or something, something that makes special. the discs really, really kind of special. So. Uh, we don't know if we're going to do digital at all pre-order okay. on Kickstarter yet. We got to figure out how that works with the interested party because they've picked a certain region for sure that they're going to have the rights over. So we don't know if we can release it digitally. Sure. But I mean, the, physically that's, but discs, we have disc complete right to do. Like, so that's great. I would expect a, a DVD, a Blu-ray and maybe an expanded two disc Blu-ray. So Ooh, there'd fun. be three SKUs. Yeah. Um, and you should really just do the two disc Blu-ray. Whatever that expanded is, that's that's the way you should go. I'm not 100% sure yet because we're still figuring it out. This is a 10-episode series, so I feel like putting 10 episodes mm -hmm. on one disc is probably a lot to crunch down. So I think that's a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit. That's a lot to do. So sardine. We're gonna can. figure that out. So it might be like a, a two-disc DVD, a two-disc Blu-ray, and then a three-disc Blu-ray, so that there's bonus content on the third disc. And yeah, we, that's we've awesome. done that before yes. too. So. We're no stranger to that as well. We love that bonus content. We have a ton of stuff to get through today. I know. Because of of course we've just... Um, well, we were going to get through it yesterday. 
but you know that didn't happen crazy so babies, it's delayed. Crazy babies. but we we've actually kind of started promoting the show now we recorded a bunch and released it through pop culture cosmos almost kind of exclusively and then Absolutely. then i decided you know what i want to kind of have its own presence and then still have it on pop culture cosmos with gerald glassford and what those guys are doing they pick segments here and there and release and shows in their entirety kind of like a, a week delayed yes and i kind of want to have stuff a little bit more timely it's still partner with those guys so Everybody's happy. Yeah, we started doing this on our own, which is cool. And uh, that led to some listener Q&A. Yes. So we got some listener questions. So the first one is, uh, this is directed at me, I'm guessing. Now that you're in the midst of making your second series, Action Figure Adventure, have you made it given your all, you've also sold a number of films? And made it is in quotations. So have you made it given that you've sold a number of films? Mm, uh, actually, I can say this is kind of like my third series. Because oh, yeah. I had the Power Tour, mm-hmm. and then Nintendo and then Quest, Nintendo. the feature, got recut to join the Power Tour. So that's kind of like one 13-episode run. One, yeah. Uh, and then Box Art, which of course eight episodes in this. We're looking at ten. Uh, have I made it? I guess it depends on what you mean by did you make it, you know? I think everybody has a, a different definition. For me, it's... Can I continue doing this without a worry that one day it'll go away? First, this is a hard industry to ever really say that. Yeah, and entertainment, but film is so hard. I just, right now, I'm, I'm happy that I get to do not only Action Figure Adventure, but another project we have yet to announce. Um, it's a secret. So it's great that I've been able to kind of do this stuff full time for the last couple of years. And and that just feels really nice. I, 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 it could easily all go away. I would like to think that I'm somewhat comfortable for the next two to three years and being able to do this, especially as these projects finish up and new ones start and then income kind of stacks itself. But uh, I, I don't think I've made it. I'm just starting to feel like the dream is a reality because it still feels like a dream come true. Do you want me to pinch you? No, nope, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Next question is from our good buddy, Jay. All right. What Jay, got, Jay Bartlon. What do we got, Jay? He says, uh, in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Imagine that, a Star Wars question from Jay. Uh, did Jay, Jay did, uh, are you sure Jay Bartlett sent us a yeah. Star Wars question? <laughs> in the Force, Jay Bartlett, are you sure? In The Force Awakens and Last Jedi, both terms are not only spoken in their respective films, but are explained in fairly literally, or fairly literal. So the titles of those films, Episode 7 and 8, Explain. come across fairly literal, and they're both explored, and they're said. Uh, what do you think Rise of Skywalker will mean? Oh, and this is For me, this is just like purely speculation but i think it's gonna maybe maybe he's gonna get a little bit out there with like like becoming a force spirit like if this is like the rise of skywalker is this like a death is this as like an ascension is this a rise of like consciousness is a rise of something in the force like i'm i'm really i really think that it might go somewhere like that I think that Luke Skywalker will rise very much akin to the Jesus myth story. Yes, exactly. Where Jesus was crucified, he gave mm-hmm. himself. One, two. You know, uh, the Lord gave his son, his only begotten son, mm-hmm. basically to humanity. And then he, he died, and on the third day he rose he again. He rose again? Yeah. I think Luke Skywalker is going to come back. I think it's going to be a force power that we have yet to see. Like a force spirit like Obi-Wan? No, I think he's going to come back full flesh and like blood. Like full flesh? Yeah. I think he merged with the force to see what happened, and I think he'll re-emerge. Wow. Like he rebirthed almost by the force. Yeah, I think because J.J. Abrams likes to introduce new things. Yes. Even though it's the final chapter and the last time you want to introduce something new, but is when you're... I think this is uh, going to happen. I mean, the Emperor is supposed to be back. I know. So that seems... Fudge? You know, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to figure That's it out. That's my big, bold prediction for the... for the... for Rise of Skywalker. I just... Uh, I have... I have... Well, I always have high hopes for Star Wars films and there I'm never disappointed. Like, I'm loving The Mandalorian right now i'm loving it and then when you told me the other day that oh oh babe babe i'm gonna blow your mind I'm like just my mind yep my mind what if i told you those last episodes we watched could have been watched in any order yeah so we're talking about four five and six so of the mandalorian four five and six he goes down to that one planet and teams up with 
I forget her name, but she she's on the run as well. Kara Dune. Okay, and then there's the the trip to Mos Eisley, yes. where he gets kind of betrayed by the young upstart bounty hunter. Yeah, what and a then jerk. and then episode six, the prisoner that featured it all. Billy Buttcheeks, Bill Burr. Oh my Burr. god, that was great to see him in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was. It's hard because it kept pulling me out of it a little bit, but he, he did fine. But there's nothing that happens in any of those episodes that would preclude it. I don't think from appearing from like in any timeline. order, timeline, no, because they're yeah. all like standalone they, adventures. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what blew my mind when you said. I was just like, I said, you said it, and then I kind of like thought about it, and then I digested it. And I was like. Oh my god, this is now blowing the, my mind. The one thing I'm not sure about is if when he got shot on Mos Eisley mm -hmm. from the sniper, yeah. if those uh, scarring marks on his best car are still there, are they for, still there for episode 6 or chapter 6. I don't know. Oh, shoot, but I that would know. be the only thing. He said it was at a distance that it didn't break the best car, but I wasn't but did sure. It, like, ping off it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, if there was uh, any distinguishing marks, then... Jay continues with another question. All right, bring it on, Jay. He wants to know if, if another live-action He-Man film was made this year, and they're shooting one this year, Jay. It's in production. So if, when? Oh, it's happened. What actor today should play Skeletor? What actor today? Hmm. Well, because this is coming off of all these, like, people playing villains who they, you know never touted as anyone playing villains like how you and i were talking about how they didn't want heath ledger to be the joker and then he did a great job and they were like weird about joaquin phoenix being the joker and then he did a great job so i wonder i don't know who i would think of like right who would pop up my brain as a skeletor who would you i kind of like uh eardris elba so he's like the name super jacked too he's in uh oh man what's that show i can't think of anything here i gotta look up on my hold phone on, right now. See this what's the biggest thing that you'd know him from he's in suicide squad i guess i'm like being tall <laughs> so he's luther is the, is the name of the program oh yes I've he's also this. in cats yeah your favorite movie yeah no no. Oh, he's in Pacific Rim. He he gives that awesome speech in Pacific Rim. Excellent. Uh, oh, he's in Thor. He's the he's the guy that opens the gate in Thor. The you bridge guy. You have to remember that I watched Thor with the sound off. He's in Molly's game as well. I think he's the oh, attorney. Molly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you do you know who he yes, is? Yes, I know exactly who he is. Are you sure? He played a professor in some film that I just watched too, and I can't remember what it was. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's British. He, I just remember he's him. He's very with... imposing. Yeah, he's. I remember him with box glasses. He was rumored to be the next Bond, by the way. Really? Yeah. They, cool. It, so well, another British we'll guy. We'll see if it happens or not. Well, well, can you imagine Bond is like a Jamaican? Because mm -hmm. no, because they it has to be. It British. has to be British. Well, at least UK. Yes, exactly. So Pierce whoever... Brosnan was Welsh. Connery yeah. was Scottish. So it has to be from like UK and Wales and. You would think somewhere. Over you would there. think somewhere uh, over there. Uh, more listener Q and A. Hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know who I would pick for a skeleton. This is a really okay. intriguing question to me, Jay. Now I'm going to be bracking my brain. Thank you, Jay. Well, I don't know. How hmm. about Tom Cruise as Skeletor? <laughs> How about Tom Cruise as nothing? I'm done. Go to the aliens. Wow. He can act and everything, but man, that guy is... He's got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. What about uh, Ryan Reynolds as Skeletor? How about no? <laughs> How about no? I don't know why I'm picking on Ryan Reynolds so much. I actually really don't you know mind. I'd like to see a Skeletor. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that'd be a good one. It would be another really yeah, exactly another British person. This is the thing with British people. I would just I would love to see that because I mean he's not like a big huge jack no, but dude, it, but he's just got that way about him. It just the swarminess, yeah. the elitist. Yeah, I mean between playing mm. Smaug. Yeah. And the Grinch. And the Grinch. He's got that like a little bit of like devious sort of thing to him. And I think he could take it darker. I and think he can project go... intelligence, which Skeletor Absolutely. is. Yes, he's very smart. I just think that. And That's a good one. He's innovative. I just, that, all I could think of was Benedict. Fucking Cumberbatch! Eggs Benedict. Delicious Cumberbatch. Jordan calls him Benadryl Cabbage Patch. <laughs> Benadryl Cabbage Patch. Oh my God. That sounds like a good time. Uh, Peter Willera yes. from electrifiedporkinfine.com. He wants to know what our favorite 80s cartoon theme songs are. The more obscure, the better. Also, don't you hate pants? I'm not even wearing pants right now, Peter. 
Oh my god, Peter. Don't think about my wife and non-pants. Sorry, Peter. Sorry, babe. Uh, 80s cartoon theme songs. Mine are not going to be that obscure. DuckTales, Gummy Bears, I thought yours would be like, stuff. Beast Wars. That's 90s. Beast Wars. I thought that was, oh, yeah, it is 90s. That's 90s. But it's just such a good one. I just well, thought maybe. Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, my God. The, oh the my rap. God. Do the Mario. Do, 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 Swing do, 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 your do, do. arms from side to side just like that. <laughs> I definitely know it. There's, there's a part. It's Captain Lou Albano, the wrestler. I know. And he's and at one point in the first episode, he goes, "Oh fuck you, Luigi!" <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, go back and check that. You can watch the series, oh, I think, on Tubi or on Amazon Prime. It was on one of them because I saw it. And I wonder if they censored it. Amazing. Well, he probably. I, I like, swear, Luigi probably deserved it. I'm just putting it out there. No, I loved. I loved the the theme song from the Super Mario Super Brothers show. I loved. Like I say, I loved a lot of the same ones you did. I love DuckTales. I have a special... But gummy bears, though, right? Oh, my God. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring. I love yeah. it. But no, DuckTales, I have a special connection to DuckTales. I love it. You love Launchpad. Make... I love you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think what of a... I mean, the Launchpad Shira, Shira had a great theme song. It's mm-hmm. not that obscure, though. No, it's not. Uh... Uh, I'm trying to think what else is out there. Yeah, there's, those are the ones that are coming to mind. It's hard for it to be a favorite and obscure, I think. I've, I've always been a top 40 kind of guy, so don't, don't oh, hate I'm, me for that. Oh, yeah, I'm not a top 40 kind of guy, but... He also wants to know... Um, he says, I miss seeing breakfast cereals have great toys inside. What are some of your favorites? I love the Wall Walker and the baking soda boats from Captain Crunch. Captain... Well, my parents were... <laughs> I didn't have a lot of that stuff because my parents were friggin' like hippies. Like I don't remember shit. having too many toys. I don't know if the wall walker is the thing that he's thinking of. I remember it used to be like this sticky, tacky thing that looked like a ghost that you'd fling you'd it. You'd fling it, yeah. And it would stick to the wall and you'd like kind of hang it by its tail and you'd fling it again and it would get stuck. Mm-hmm. And the way it would kind of peel off, it would look like it was crawling. Yeah, maybe that is the wall walker. I don't know if Peter can correct us as I'm sure He'll he will. He'll let us will. know. Uh, the full enchilada writes now that you're promoting your show what other shows or podcasts do you listen to oh my god you listen to bill burr absolutely you just you love bill burr you love bill burr i do he's pretty great as we kind of talked about earlier he's funny as hell what are we the one of the shows that we've been watching together is maddie matheson's yes he's got a couple yes what are some he's got munchies he's got munchies and he's got just a dash that he does and Hot Ones, we've been watching well, a bit. We, oh, we watch Hot Ones, yeah. Not religiously, but we kind of binge it a little bit here and there. Yeah, and we like we see like who's on because sometimes it'll be like some like rapper, and like honestly, I have no idea. Concert Crosswalk, we caught a couple snippets of, which is of course from James oh my Gordon. god, oh my god, the Frozen one. Like I was, pe- well, you had showed me that thing that he was doing. With food. What yeah, was that the, called? the wheel. It's like truth or... Truth or barfer. Yeah, truth or taste or something like something. that. Something. And so we were watching that. And I, I tell you, I thought the one with Steven Tyler. Oh my God, what a good sport. You know what? I think we, I saw Gervais and Ramsey. Yeah, he, and was, Will he was hilarious. Okay, you got to watch the one with Steven Tyler. I watched it with my mom. It was my mom slept over because my mom and I had a sleepover while you were away on business. I, on 36 years, never a sleepover with my mom. But again, the one with Steven Tyler, the guy's a good sport. But oh my God, him doing this crosswalk oh my god cars stopping like in the middle of an intersection in la like downtown la and everyone is pissed off everyone's pissed off but there's frozen like in the middle of the street or aladdin or but it's only for as long as the crosswalk allows so it's only like 20 seconds and they'll put on a whole musical number (laughs) in the 20 second gap and then when the light turns green they all race to get off pull all the stuff off and then if it's red again they just go back out yeah it's hysterical and like I, I, I would be smiling more than the people are for this show. I like that show. It's funny. Maddie, yeah. hmm? Oh, go ahead. Maddie Matheson's shows have been, like, kicking my butt lately. I love watching them. I wish I could watch them more. But when the kids are awake, he, him and I have something in common. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh... He loves... He's who he is. And I, I love that you love actually it. know him. I, I know because of music stuff. Yeah. Like, I just remember, like, the scene and back in the day. And I think he was... A little crazy back in the day, and I was a little bit crazy back in the day too, but not anymore. Uh, Darren the Dancer wants us to discuss new possible spin off movies or series after Rise of Skywalker that Ooh. may catch us by surprise. 
like what Game of Thrones did. Any theories about what could happen? Any uh, new movies or series? So any, any I, ideas? Well, I can't speak to whatever they did with Game of Thrones because I am going to come out of the closet now and say that I've never seen Game of Thrones. But I have it all to watch and I'm just waiting for you to watch it. Okay, and I'm just waiting to complete other television shows at present that I'm just like... I'm just swimming in Riverdale right now. Ugh. I know. It's whatever. It's my guilty pleasure. Enjoy it. It's fun. Riverdale. As long as you're enjoying something, that just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But spinoffs. See, I, so I think something when it comes to spinoffs and like Rises Skywalker and everything, that will catch me by surprise. I don't have a clue. Because they're saying the Skywalker story saga is closed with chapter nine here. I know. This is what they but have they made this like declaration? And yeah, they... it's it's been said. And I guess Lots Daisy Ridley like... and Johnny Boyega and uh Daisy Ridley even. What's uh what's his name? Uh guy who plays Poe. Oscar Isaac. Oh yes. They all said that they're done with Star Wars after this one. So they're what? not doing any other ones. Now We've heard this a number we see, of times. I, I hear, I've heard a lot of talk. You know, when, and oh, it's so fine. I'm done. I'm so I, done. I'm so over I'm Star I'm Wars. I'm over it. Yeah. I don't Yo, know. yeah. You know what? I'm just going to get under it. I love Star Wars. Cover me in a big Star Wars blanket forever. I love you, Star Wars. Uh, I don't know about spinoff ideas. I mean, I would like to see. I've always said. I, well, I haven't really said it to anybody. <laughs> but you've always said in your mind. I've always thought. To myself. I've always thought to myself. <laughs> and I'm going to throw it out there. Here it comes. That I would love to see a Star Wars documentary, but like set in the Star Wars world. So it's a documentary about something happening within the world. It's like a documentary within the world. Within the world of within the story. Yeah. So like documentary of how maybe Princess Leia was adopted. Something. Like following that. Something. I'd love to see like a docu-series or a documentary. Something Holy. told in doc style, but within the Star Wars okay, universe. Can you That's copyright that? Idea. Can you copyright that right now? No, you should... see, it's gone. Fudge! You don't want me to put this in there, do you? Hmm? I should I cut you... this from the show? I don't... Well... Oh, God, that would be great. I think it could be cool, and I think it could open up Star Wars to a bunch of new people. And a different... Like, a different... Um different age group too because you could make it like a lot younger too because some of the stuff that they've and done and i think you can make it kind of spooky and scary as oh, well yeah. bring it's just in, just an idea bring so, in my people that's that's what i would say darren the dancer um and lastly for uh listener uh feedback q a stuff yeah ian yes. wants to wants us to talk about john cusack just generally he i said let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about he said Talk about John Cusack. I love John Cusack. What are your favorite John Cusack movies? Uh, I like, you know what? It was a strange movie, but I loved 1408. I like. I was going to say that that was probably on my list somewhere. Such a strange. Maybe not near the top, but it's on the list. No, it's it's it's, it's not that it's you an know, it's exceptional movie film. You know is not exceptional? What? The Raven, where he plays Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Not that good. was an Edgar Allan no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Didn't Mm-mm. like that. I Some kind of wonderful. High Fidelity. Or high Fidelity, yeah. I like that. Some kind of wonderful. It's not. It's not. What? What? John Cusack. What is? What? It's a Cusack. Are you thinking? Say anything. Yes, I am thinking. Say anything. Okay. Yeah. High fidelity. Gross point blank. For sure. What else kind of sticks out? What was he was in something? Oh my god! And I can't remember what it was. Oh my. He's in a movie with Hilary Duff too that wasn't horrible. I think it was War Inc. Is that what it's called? War Inc. I don't remember. You're like literally searching like through stuff. You like Hot Tub Time Machine. You like Con Air. Yeah, I like Con Air. Well, Stand By Me. He had a small part in that, but I love Look that. at you looking at no, him. I'm just like, like, oh my God. He I'm, 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 I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, <laughs> he was the brother that died. I like I like 2012. Oh, yeah. As far as like disaster, disaster movies. Disaster movies, stuff, yeah, 2012 I, I, cool. I thought he was good in, in 2012. 16 Candles, of course. Yes, he was in 16 Candles. He was great in 16 Candles. I, I, think, uh, I had a little bit of a crush on him when I was a teenage girl. That sounds about right. He's gloomy enough for you to like him, you little goth princess. <laughs> what are you then? I'm a happy guy. Ginge. Well, so what am I now? So why did I fall for you? Because I'm gloomy in Mis- the basement. Gloomy and mysterious in so, your okay. office. Here's what I want to know. My question to you. Okay. Your, fo- your phone probably... I, it might help you. Google. Uh, top three Christmas movies. Go. Ever? Oh. Oh, okay. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Why? It, oh okay. my god. Top, top three movies and favorite scene from them. Okay, well. Yeah, I keep changing the rules. Why and. Okay, so my. For... 
top well, one of them, and this is in no particular order, but there's, I also have a why. You have to have your why. I love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because I love the National Lampoon series because, well, number one, Holiday Road, I love that song by Lindsey Buckingham, but Clark Griswold, like as the character and Chevy Chase playing him reminds me of my Uncle Stan. Just, he is my favorite uncle. Uncle Stan. And he is just, he's just the funniest person. Like he doesn't even have to say anything. He's just hilarious. He... Oh my god! Like every now and then, he does get that Griswold look on his he face. He does, and he just, and he's he's the same as as Clark Griswold. As a, like he's he really wants to make like Christmas a really good time for his family, and he wants to have, he wants to have like lights up and lots of decorations. He wants to make sure everyone's taken care of, and he just wants to host and. Okay, know, favorite scene. Favorite scene. <laughs> Tobogganing when the, he puts like the puts Teflon the, like, spray on the, the food on the grade, sled. the food grade quotations like spray on the like that saucer that he it was like a giant frying pan that he spread with Pam and and then he just launches himself down a hill and I'll tell you every time I watch it I am like in tears laughing because it's Harrison so funny. asked he saw that scene and he goes is he okay <laughs> because it looks like he lit his bum on fire is he okay <laughs> Harrison probably thought that he lit his bum on fire because he saw the, the like the sparks okay what other what other movies that's one or, other... or is it my turn yeah you let's go We're back and forth yeah they can't see you motioning your hands back and forth. <laughs> this is a mouth cast it's a mouth not cast. a face it's cast, cast. <laughs> uh home alone is up there oh god I love home alone and maybe a year ago it might not have been but rediscovering it thanks to Disney Plus and putting it on and watching Harrison get and into it. And our five-year-old, yeah. Yeah, it's it's truly a, a classic. Oh, it it so really good. is. I just love the whole setup. It's it's still very much about, you know, Christmas and, and coming together as a family. But it's also this, you know, this heist film. It's also this adventure movie. There's a ton of actions. It, it's funny. It's fun. It's silly without being corny because it's cartoony. Well, and it's like slapstick. Like, And there's just so much... Uh, like the different roles in that film, like mm -hmm. they're so perfectly like cast. You, Catherine O'Hara as the mom oh is perfect. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern such as the burglars. Chemistry. You know Macaulay Culkin as, as Kevin, of course. And then the 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 one scene that really pushes it over the top. And everybody will tell you this. And it's and mm -hmm. if you can, as a screenwriter, write this into a scene, uh, write this kind of scene or sequence into your film near the three quarter mark when you really need to give everything need a shot in the arm to like kind of keep it fresh because yep. the audience like, sees where it's going wake they up get everybody it. john candy yeah that is awesome canadian content baby but yeah. also it's 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 john candy he's like a god here like for real it's it was pretty cool and of course oh, i love him there's a new series on netflix the movies that made us and they dissect that whole film and they talk about John Candy. John Candy had a, had a good chunk of uh, mention in that. So cool, cool series too. So Home Alone for sure. Home Alone. Well, my now moving away from the sort of funny, funny stuff. I an old one. I love White Christmas. I love Bing Crosby. I love Rosemary Clooney. I love Danny Kaye. I just I love the other chick. Uh, <laughs> and it, I, I just I love how it starts like in the war. Like I love how it's just like of the time and they all kind of head up to I couldn't see like there in that film it's like to me it's so strange because they're supposed to be like kind of like our age or younger mm. which is like people back then were so just it was just so different it's it was just it's just such a nice film it's just so wholesome there's not a lot of swearing in it there's not killing there's not you know it's not too silly it's funny in parts it's I've never like, seen it's it witty. it's it's my favorite like Christmas movie, I love it. Like I just love so it. This is number one, hundred percent, unequivocally. Ah, they're not. You just it. said it's your favorite. It just, I just, I just love it. It just, okay. it makes me feel like Christmas. It always, I feel warm when I watch it. I always feel nice when I watch it. So this next one for me is kind of a tie. I don't want to use two slots for it. When I say them, you'll understand why. Okay. Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Family Christmas. Ooh. There's, I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol is, in my opinion, the definitive version of a Christmas Carol it's, story. Yeah. And that includes stuff like Scrooge, which I absolutely love as a fun take on a Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. With Bill Murray. But I love the Muppets take on it because, it, you know, it's it, it, it sticks true to the text, but it's fun and it's Muppety. Mm -hmm. Michael Caine is great. Oh, my God. He's amazing. The songs by Paul Williams are, are fantastic. 
But then I look at something like Muppet Family Christmas, and you got the Muppets, you got Sesame Street oh Game, Fraggles. you got Fraggles in there. Oh my gosh. And it's a lot of holiday classics as well. You know, mm-hmm. nothing new, but having the Muppets sing all those songs together. And having them know. all together just, for the holidays is good. And that there's that Christmas spirit, mm-hmm. you know, but can we get home for Christmas because we need to all be together at this time of year? And it just... I still get goosebumps when the Sesame Street gang shows up and Scarlet goes, oh, Big Bird Lala. She freaked out when they all showed up suddenly because you watch Muppets, you don't necessarily think Sesame Street or Fraggles. And when they all come, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing to see them all together like that. And there's a ton of Muppet Christmas specials out there. Very Merry Muppet Christmas. Uh, There's there's a lot. There's like Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. There's Elmo Saves Christmas. There's, oh God. There's one with an elf played by Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the Elmo one. Yeah, it's, that's the Elmo it's one. actually... But Christmas neat. Eve on Sesame Street is great, except for that awful first 10 minutes where they're ice skating. Where they're ice skating. That's, that's awful. The rest is, is like, really great, Erase though. this. So, as as a whole for a slot, Muppet stuff. Muppet stuff, because Sesame Street yeah. stuff, yeah, anything. That's, that's Pantony. a holiday slot for sure. Yeah, that would be on my list, too. Okay, sh- so what's, what's your last one? I don't know if it's necessarily one of my favorites, but it's one that reminds me of Christmas because I'd watch it every single year my mom would make me. And now, no one makes me and I watch it with myself. And it's The Sound of Music and I friggin' love it and I have no shame about it at all. That's on Disney Plus so you can watch it. Oh, I did. Really? Have you seen my watch list? No, I don't. I don't creep your profile. farewell. Okay, okay, okay. I love it. I love it. It's so fun. And I love, because I love Christopher Plummer. And you know this. Yes, I know. Actually. General General Chang. Actually, when Rob. You've mentioned this already. Was all finished. All finished up his his university. Christopher Plummer handed him his diploma. Christopher Plummer. Like, unbelievable. Harrison's doing that now, by the way. Yeah, I know. We mentioned that too. He did that tonight before bed. Okay. Amazing. We have our. I can't old. believe the film I'm about to mention, you didn't say. What? It's one of the greatest Christmas stories ever presented. Oh, I know. You'll shoot your eye out too. That's right. A Christmas story. Yeah, I know. It's so good. It is so good. And when I told Harrison that I had been to the house oh my God. where they shot that, what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? I told him that, that I had gone to the house in Cleveland. Um dad yeah Harrison you went to that house where they filmed that movie yeah yeah was that leg there <laughs> all he wanted to know was about that sexy leg in the window this is our five-year-old was that leg there was that leg there? you see that leg is that leg it's like and he's like Harrison they the funny have... part is oh, I, had, I had repeated a line he has no idea what it means he never even the best it. part is he's learning to read right now so when the leg comes to their house the old man's like fragile and he's like doesn't it doesn't it say, doesn't fra- say fragile doesn't it say fragile like he i'm like yes it does you're so smart <laughs> like he has no idea that he's just like oh my god he sees the little boy with his eyes like saucers ralphie you know and his dad and when they take take it out of randy when they take it out of the box their eyes are like you know dinner plates like, oh because that was a big deal that leg for them it's a big deal for now. Yeah, it is. Clearly, it's exciting five-year-old boys. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready. Uh, one film you weren't necessarily ready for either. Was what? Not that we were glued to it. Was a new film we saw on Netflix called The Ritual. Yeah. About was... four friends who make a kind of a ritual pilgrimage to a, a spot in the mountains. And I, I think it's Scotland. It looks like Scotland or Wales. Somewhere in that neck of the woods to pay tribute to their to their friend who passed who away passed in a brutal kind of... Uh, Way. Yeah. We won't give it away, but it's no, pretty graphic uh, at the beginning. And one of the friends was there when it happened. So the four get together to kind of pay pilgrimage, you know, put a stone it's on, just, on it's the just Sometimes those films are just... They need to come with a trigger warning. I yeah. appreciate so it. So then as they're leaving the, the tribute spot... 
everything goes wrong, they get lost and turn back in forest. Things and, start going kind of. But without giving too much away, I will say that there is a monster-like spirit in the forest. Which is like amazing. Which is really good. So it's impressive. a new take on something that I hadn't seen before and it is, it's creepy. It really creepy. And you don't get too much of a good look at it. It's just enough that you get to kind of really transfix on it and then it cuts and away, but it's, you still get to, right out. you get to absorb it in, but you still, your mind can't quite figure it out in its entirety other than the silhouette. Absolutely. And it's, and it's kind of, it made my skin. It's effective. Crawl. I was like, wow, that's cool. So uh, kudos to to that team, and it has one of the guys from Downton Abbey in it, which was cool. Yes, Downton Abbey. Yeah. I uh, I um, also another film that should come with a trigger warning. We started chapter two of it last night. Yeah. But we had a little nocturnal visitor. Now, well, we have two nocturnal little visitors. One needed daddy. One needed mommy. So, but uh, like films and things like this is really interesting. That even shows Netflix has actually been cool about this with shows mentioning trigger warnings certain shows like 13 reasons why and they're coming on actors that are playing on these shows are coming on before the episodes and saying hey you know what you're about to see on these next couple episodes or on this season is going to be really you know it's going to be there might be something that can trigger you there this is a trigger warning there's you know topics that include you know a b c d e f g and if you need to talk to someone, here's, you know, a suicide prevention line, here's a hotline. I just think it's cool that they're pushing mental health to the front of pop culture. It's, There's some it's neat. consideration for the first time in a long time. It's while. really cool. And I think it's gonna, it makes pop culture more digestible, more accessible for a lot more people. And I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool that things like that are going on. Another thing that went on. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned the series that you're trying to get through. We wrapped one up, you know, back to our, I think I had somebody comments like, wow, your podcast is very much a Disney cast because we talk about Disney stuff so much in, in Disney plus. Yeah. It's, it's on. And, and the rest of the, this episode isn't really going to deviate from that. According to my show notes, <laughs> um, the Imagineering story is something we wrapped up. Oh. Leslie I works, of course. We mentioned uh, and her she's and stuff fantastic. that she's done. Yes. She did the Pixar story as well. She did the beginning of eSports, which is on Netflix. Yeah. The Imagineering story is on Disney+. Plus, docu-series exclusive. Six episodes are all about an hour-ish long. A Ish. little bit over, a little bit under. I didn't want it to end. What was your big takeaway from it? Of course, if you're un unfamiliar with it, it charts the entire history of the Imagineers, which are the people that... Imagine and engineer the attractions at Walt Disney World theme, they, theme parks. They execute the magic. Well, my big takeaway, because my big concern when we first started watching it, like I said, it was like, is this show going to expose the magic? And then we're going to go, or I'm going to think about Disney and be like, oh, I know how they did that. But it really didn't do that for me. My big takeaway is that it made me more intrigued and it made me really like a lot more excited to go because I've been. But it, like I say, it was the first time that I've ever been. And so I was taking that in. But now I've got more stuff to kind of think about. I've got stuff to chew on, kind of. And it just, it made me more intrigued. It made me love Disney that much more to see that the people that make it love it as much as the people that, that love it, that go. They, they go too. My favorite thing happened in the last episode where they're talking about building Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. And the guy's talking about, uh, they, they go from like a 120th scale or something to like a 1 6th scale. Yes. Which is essentially like About, action figure yeah. level, right? So it's like uh, 12 inches almost. So it's like double the figures you see kind of around yeah. here. I think it was one sixth. Um, and he talks about making that. And then when it starts building in reality, he goes, this is exactly like playing with action figures when I was a kid, except for now it's in it's real life. real life. And there's the Millennium Falcon there, the vehicle that I played with as a kid just sitting there. So that was a cool moment to, to hear somebody directly relate action figures to their current day job, especially because I'm making action figures right now. Yeah, when it was it was amazing. I might, I might have to lift that for the series. It was amazing to see everybody's like emotions. So many people like in the first couple episodes, there were many tears. But as it was like wrapping, like there were tears, but not tears of like sadness, tears of joy and tears of like celebration that they got these things they got these things going and they put so many much magic in people's lives they're being making people so happy what was the coolest kind of curtain pullback uh, on an attraction that was awesome for you to see 
uh, looking at all like the parallels of all the different haunted mansions because we know how much I like that ride. Yeah, seeing the one in Hong Kong so that amazing. Danny Elfman scored, oh my God. which I had no idea. I had no idea either. And it's a it's a trackless system, so there's no track. It's magnets that pull the the carts through. And it's so impressive. Yeah. And seeing like Tokyo, like the the Tokyo the Disney Sea. Yeah. So not Disneyland, Disney Sea. So oh that's God. the parallel park there. And I didn't even know that Disney didn't own does not own those com- those parks. Those are just Disney bought and built. The Oriental Land Company owns them. They paid Disney to do it, to make it. Holy smokers. Did you miss that point? I did miss that. Yeah. I must have got up to get milk and cookies or something. And that's so that's why when they're talking about California Adventure, yeah. how they just spent all this money, money making yeah. Tokyo Disney Sea and it was like revolutionary. And so Usually. in the wake of that compared to like Euro Disney and California Adventure, where Disney is footing the bill. Yeah, it's Disney. They money. were cutting back. That's why they're like, oh, that never really, you know, lived up to, to snuff. So yeah, that was really interesting to hear that. And then Shanghai Disneyland, of course, Disney's a minority owner, but paid the three point seven billion or whatever it was. That was an astronomical amount there. of and, money. And Iger said that was the most important thing he did as his tenure. So more than buying Lucasfilm, more than buying Pixar, more than buying Marvel getting Shanghai Disneyland established that was, was essential for the future of the company, he said. Yep. And that was the most important thing that he... But they also did. said that was essential for the country. No, for, for the company. No, but they were saying over there at the time, there was so much like unrest. So many bad things are going on. Mm, I think they're, I think happy. I was talking about the Tokyo one. Oh, yes, it was Tokyo. Tokyo one after yes. March 11th. After and, March 11th. Yeah, yeah exactly. the tsunami and stuff and the flooding. They said it was just... It, it, yeah. it, it just but again, like it's just Disney has brought so many things to so many people like you think somebody's got a country that's absolutely torn by disaster and death and they start being able to come out again and feel okay again and feel feel safe, safe and comfort again. exactly and that's that my I, I was concerned that this series was going to be like a backdoor commercial to go visit the parks really like it was like we're gonna just like we're going to subliminally sell you, sell you on, on wanting to visit all these now that you've learned a little bit more about them. And I only got that in hints from time to time. Well, it Disney really doesn't did... have to do anything to my subconscious to sell me. I'm a fan. Well, and that's why I said I only felt like I got that in hints from time to time. Maybe like 5% of the time did I feel like I was actually kind of being sold or lured to go experience the real thing. Like it made me want to be there more for sure. I can say uh... that. I mean, I always kind of have a high level of wanting to be at a Disney park. That's don't just that's just me. So, I I don't feel like that was anything that increased. But yeah, uh, we've already talked about Mandalorian. Yeah, you think it's losing steam after episode six? No, Prisoner? not at all. No, no. Does it need to get back on track? Where the the episodes arc now back together for the final couple? It would be nice, but it, I don't think necessarily it has to after what we just saw happen with four, five, six. Yeah. And of course, The Mandalorian Chapter 7 comes out early. Yes. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it dropped a couple days early. Yes, it will be dropping early because of Star Wars. Rise of Skywalker to make sure that there's no... uh, Overlap. Contamination. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I discovered something interesting on Slash Film with regards to Disney animated films. What's this? They ranked all 58 animated films by Disney. This includes traditional hand-drawn. Okay. And, and CG stuff, stuff okay. like Frozen and Tangled mm-hmm. uh, and Meet the Robinsons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three different links. We can go part one, which is the top 20, if you like, or we can go through all 58. You want to do top 20? Yeah, let's do top 20. Okay, so here's my concern. If I do top 20, you'd be like, well, where was this film? Okay, I didn't write it. Don't hate me, okay? Not, I don't hate you. Oh, my God. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Number 20, Hunchback in Notre Dame. Okay. So that's better that's than a... that's better than more than half, right? Because yes. you know we're dealing with 58. fifty-eight. Number nineteen, The Emperor's New Groove. Hmm. I it, I think it's better than Hunchback. That's for sure. It is. It I is. think it's fun. David Spade's actually really good in it. So is Patrick Warburton. He's silly in it, yeah. Now, before I continue down this list, I want you to think of what in your mind is the number one Disney animated film of all time. Okay. I don't want you to make any faces when I if I read it off the list before we get to number one. Okay, deal. Okay. So you know, face cast. Right. Mouth but I don't want you to give it away. I want to see yeah, you. Well, I want to see a poke a face, not your duck face that you're making right now. 
doing the Mick Jagger. You can't read my poker face. Okay, poker number 18. <laughs> number 18, my, Cinderella. My. Okay. Okay. Number 17, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Aww. Number 16, Winnie the Pooh. It's 2011 with the back song. With, with Zoe Deschanel singing. Yes. Okay. Number 15, The Lion King. So right now there's tons of people that are listening to be like, The Lion King is number 15. Don't take it up with me. Because I know some Take it up like, with Slash I Film. I freaking love The Lion King. Exactly. A lot of people love it. Number 14, The Jungle Book. The original or that remake? 67. Okay, sweet. 67. These are animated. Right? Yes. We're not live action. Yes. Number... It's 15. 13. 13. Aladdin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number 12, Snow White. Mm-hmm. Don't be making faces. Number 11, Dumbo. Number 10, Fantasia 2000. Number 9, Little Mermaid. Number eight, Moana. Moana, okay. Yeah. Pretty new, wow. Number seven, Zootopia. You're surprised. I am. Yeah. If you yeah. need, if you want to talk about any of these, we can stop and talk. No, no? I mean, Zootopia was really, really clever. I just, I don't know. All Sequels time. are in the works, two and three. True story. Wow. Wow. I just, I thought it was funny, like. It's like they had like the people as the, at the DMV as like sloths and everything was really stereotyped. Like the fox was like a sly fox and it was cute. Number six, The Princess and the Frog. I just watched that the other day. Oh. I love The Princess and the Frog. Okay, now we're in the top five, okay? Wait, this, I know, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. So these are the, the quintessential Disney films and I, I'll tell you this already, I disagree with the order of these tremendously. I bet. Tremendously. Like, it's not even fair. Like, I shouldn't even continue these. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. Number five. Number five. Number five. Bambi. Really? Yawn. That film is beautifully so drawn. beautiful, but so and freaking the boring. attention to detail with how animals move. Revolutionary. Yes. Beautiful film. Sad as fudge. And I just boring. Yeah, it's very boring. I can't get it. See, the thing is, Harrison wanted to watch it. And I'm like, okay. Like, you're you're going to want to turn this off because you're going to be so bored. And then the mom's going to die. Well, we showed him it when he was all into guns and we showed him what, what guns, guns do. Because he didn't understand yeah. guns. And we said, you know, when you what a harsh read. way to teach a kid. That's amazing. No, but we said when you can read, you can when play, you can read, you can, you can play with guns because he'll be able guns, to read or not play with not, guns, but under watch content with guns. And we've tempered it. So anyways, understanding guns better because you'll be able to read about guns and why they're scary. We also made him watch the Mr. Rogers guns one Sesame street stuff because he was talking about some stuff that he'd heard from other kids in other places. And we don't like gun violence over here. So for children. So if we're going to watch it, you know, after the kids go to bed, fine. But, Bambi. Bambi for crying out Pete. Number four. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, that I, I can't disagree with. That's a beautiful film. Ugh, again, kind of boring to me. Kind of boring. Oh, I love it. I think it's maybe, a, it's more of a lady film for me. Number three. Beauty and the Beast. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Our little girl like literally yells at Disney, Disney Plus every day. Go for Frozen. Beast. Shows Beauty and the Beast, baby. Number two, mm-hmm. Fantasia. Original Fantasia, yeah. not 2000, okay? Number one, Pinocchio. <laughs> what the fudge? Are you lying? Is your nose going to grow right no, now? Look, see, Pinocchio, number one. Really? The best of all time? Like, it's great, but it's not... It's a great film. It's lovely. It surpasses Snow White in so many ways oh. as the second film to come out from Disney. All the effects, the... The uh, the way it's produced, the the you know, I love Snow White though, like I love. I it. think it was number twelve. On I the know list. it was, and it's probably. Is that what you think the best Disney film of all time? In my opinion, is? it's my favorite. I don't. I don't know. If is it's it the best? No. That's what the pull is. What's the best? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Why is it the best? Because it's just a beautiful film. Like it just. The whole concept of it being put on screen and having it come out not, a, not in, its place in history because like, no. it's historic as is Toy Story for the mm. same reasons. The fact that it is in vibrant Technicolor. So is Pinocchio. In fact, Pinocchio's I know because they use better. like rotoscoping and all that crazy stuff. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with colors. No, but I 
You're looks, just putting throwing out terms that I say. No, you showed me about rotoscoping. Yes, I did. So, but I mean, you're telling me about that film and how they use that. So I think that's why you think that film is probably a little bit more advanced. No, more. I just I just think that Pinocchio, the 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 backgrounds, the sequences, the animation, the acting. It's it's a huge adventure. Well, think of all the different places they go in Pinocchio. Yes, you see a ton of stuff. Oh, that friggin' island. Oh, Pleasure oh, Island. Pleasure Island. I well, I have the book, and so did you. You got it from your grandparents' house. So we brought it home, and I had a little golden book of it. So Harrison's read both of them, and the Pleasure Island and both those books. Holy! You got no strings on but me. Also, like it's really hard to read it now to our kids that are growing up in this generation because I mean Disney Plus warns against tobacco depictions. Yeah. I know what it is and I'm glad that they do. But now Harrison's like, why is that guy smoking? Like why is that guy got a pipe? And like, that's because he's gonna turn into a donkey and that's what happens when you smoke. Yeah, you turn into a jackass. <laughs> don't smoke, kids. Don't vape and anybody either. Anybody that's listening that smokes. Please. You, you know better. You know better. You, you know better than than to do that. But also okay? don't vape either. Because come on, like you want to get popcorn in your lungs? Popcorn So lungs? what do you think my pick for number one all-time Disney animated movie is? Oh, God. You love all the Disney so much. So all the D. All I, I will tell you this when I was going. I had looked at the whole Monsters list. Monsters Incorporated. No, it's good. Especially that last, that third act where they're at mm -hmm. the door factory mm -hmm. going through all the doors. That's, That's why amazing. I thought that you would, yeah. That's exactly no, what I No, Robin Hood is way at the bottom. Sword in the Stone is way at the bottom. Of course, oh, on their they list. Should be at but the top. They're, they're amazing films. I mean, I thought Aladdin should have been higher than oh, yeah, it was. Aladdin's, I thought, Aladdin's I would, I thought that they were going to put Beauty and the Beast number one since so it was I. nominated for Best Picture. I thought Little yada, Mermaid yada. might have gotten Little it. Little Mermaid was still good as the top 10. Like to, to see 10. that water. Like, yeah, but that's before they started using CG coloring. And you can, when you look at Little Mermaid compared to Beauty and the Beast and the color depth and the richness, it's night and day. But also, they're on land. Yeah, but it's still and the colors. And they don't reprimand their daughters. <laughs> <laughs> King Trident. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so what do you think my number one film is? Guess. I did guess. I said Monsters Incorporated. And I said no. Oh, so I get more guesses now. Yeah. It's not Robin Hood and a Sword in the Stone? No. Hmm. Woo, higgledus, wiggledus, wiggledus. Mm, what could it be? Hmm. Okay. It's from the 70s or the 80s? Technically the 70s. Pete's Dragon? No. You think it sucks? I do. I, I and that's it. live action. It's not live action. Pete's Dragon, Elliot. Is a live action film with cartoon elements. Just like Mary Poppins it's is live action. What's cartoon, cartoon Elliot? Oh, it's Mary, is Mary Poppins your favorite? No. That's live mm. action. Ah, Tim Timmy. Tim. Okay, what is it? You really give up? We've watched it in this house, for sure. Well, if it's your favorite. No, it's not Dark Crystal. It's not Disney. I know. I don't know. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I love it, because it's 1977? Yeah, but you got to understand, it was released as a series of shorts first, yes, and, and then, then they... bundled together. Yeah. I think the characters are amazing. The animation is amazing. Don Bluth worked on it, too. I don't know, forget. so early for Don Bluth. But what Bluth. puts it over the top... Because every song is incredible. It's a hit. Because it's the yeah. friggin' Sherman Brothers. Yeah. That's why. It's so good. It's so good. The Only Sherman. the last chapter oh. uh, is missing songs. And that was the one that was released after. And the Sherman Brothers had left the studio, from what I understand. Everything they wrote and yeah. was just pure gold. I don't know one song that they wrote that isn't just... Awesome. I want to sing along to And again, and happy. Disney Plus, now that everybody has it, they can check out their documentary section and see the documentary on the Sherman Brothers oh, called is, The Boys. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is awesome. So awesome. What yeah. talk about a weird, like crazy relationship and this just another thing to show you the families are weird. You can't pick your families. Sherman Brothers. Gerald Glassford has a couple questions for What's us. What's up, Gerald? He wants to know what does Rise of Skywalker need to be successful? Or how does it successfully close out the saga? I think financially it'll be a success kind of no oh, matter what. No matter, because it, it just has to show up. But what does it need maybe? to be like, I guess, maybe a hit with critics and fans alike? How does it successfully close out that saga? Well, you don't want it to leave a bad taste in anybody's mouth. But how do you please everybody? Hmm. Oh, Gerald. Whew. What do you think? 
don't know. I... Do they have to say that Luke is Ray's father? Oh, God. You're going to open that can of worms. I don't know if they have to say it. I and think that's people, why she's I a think, Skywalker I that think, rises? I think people think it. A lot. Which people are doing this thinking? You people. Me people. No, but I've thought about it, but I... I don't know if they have to come out and say it. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I just think it has to be satisfying that it's kind of, it has to end like a new hope ended. Remember New Hope, they blow up the Death Star yes. and then the like the final like 2 minutes is that the ceremony scene where there's no dialogue. And you just, just see Luke and Han, you know, walking up the, the crowd and they go to the stairs and, and everybody gets the, the, the medals get the and stuff. And that's the only kind of sound yeah. you hear R2 going. I think that's the kind of note it needs to end on. Yeah, something like unequivocal victory. That's like also like good. a major ascension because it's such a bright scene. But, okay, but you get it. That's the end of the story. It's the end of the chapter. There's no big cliffhanger. There's no, nothing. No, it's just a culmination. It's a nice, complete. Yeah, a nice circle. So I think that, you know, things have to be explained without having to pay everything off. I don't want to have any questions left. I, want, I agree. I want it to be nice Nothing and tidy. Nothing should be unanswered. But not rushed. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith was super rushed. Yes. The last 20 minutes, it's like, it how, like do we, how do we connect the dots to episode four? Quick, I know. It go, wasn't, go, go, it wasn't go. sloppy, but it was in your friggin' face. It was like, let's go. It was like, holy crap, what a, lot, a ride, right? a lot of stuff going on. So it okay. can't do that. So hopefully True. it learns from, from that lesson. Absolutely. Uh, Gerald also wants to know, which streaming service... Will be the best in 2025, and which ones will be gone? I will tell you in 2025. So Disney, HBO, Apple, Netflix, Amazon, who will be the best and who will be gone? I don't know who's gonna. Are they, be okay, first, are they all gonna be around in five years? Well, probably in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah, some capacity. I think Amazon is investing heavily to be out in five years, so there's no way that's gonna happen. They just did the Lord of the Rings thing that's coming out. Yeah. It's so that's all I mean. So they're going to be around for a while. I don't think Netflix will disappear anytime soon. Netflix and I don't know. I, of them all, I think Netflix could be the one that gets that tanks. Really? Yeah, because they're running in a debt right now. They're spending more than they they're got, making. and it's basically uh, they're borrowing on futures. And they're they're the one that are bleeding the most subscribers right now because Huge. they were the only one that had them all, and now they're losing. Yeah, them. they need it. So I think if anybody's going to tank, it's probably going to be Netflix because they're running deficit already. Yeah, well, that's not good. Apple has yet to really stake their claim, but they've got so much money yeah, Apple's that all they're waiting to do is find a hit and, and several of them. throw money at. That they'll continue to be a distribution king, which they were with iTunes and then, of course, Apple TV and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. They'll be a distribution king and drive people to their platform as soon as they get a few hits. So they're just waiting on their... You know, House of Cards and their Game of Thrones and all that stuff to eventually hit. They're they're in no rush. Mm -hmm. In fact, the longer they take, the more they get to observe. I think anything associated with HBO is not going to disappear. Well, that's anytime, all yeah. Time Warner, right? Know, so just... you have all of DC Comics going through there. You it's have everything that is HBO. It's... You have everything that is Warner Brothers. And it's brilliant broadcasting. It's it's it's. Great. But it's not just HBO. It's everything I know, it's that's everything Warner's. that's under that umbrella. Yeah, so that's all. That's Which a lot. Which is amazing. And so I, I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. And I don't think Disney's going to go away anytime soon. I think, kind of like Apple, Disney needs more original stuff. Oh yeah. You know, they're going to have to got, add something. They've got like I think nine or ten original pieces, but. They need a lot more. Yeah, they're going to have to fluff it up. Because right now the Mandalorian is really the only thing that's getting everybody excited. Amazing. So what are you going to do next month to get me excited? What are you going to do the month after that? Oh, you're asking me. Like, do you really want to know? I know what you're going to do in the next 10 minutes to get me excited. Uh, make me wings. Oh, you can't make me chicken wings. No. Oh. oh. I made all that pork belly, though. Boom, baby. Speaking of such grand dreams and desires, I want to end the show on one simple question given it's the holiday season and we won't be talking it's to our viewers holiday season dooby doo and dickory duck don't forget to hang up the socks <laughs> it is the holiday season so what's up well first of all merry christmas to everybody that's listening merry 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 christmas because we won't hear from you until we might be recording christmas night probably 
Yeah. Probably. Uh, but in your eyes, what would be the perfect Christmas? Yeah. Oh, what's it mean? So crying. Just everybody to be together and just everybody to be happy and be healthy. That's it. Just everybody to get along. That's all. Happy, healthy, to get along. If you could only pick two of the three. <laughs> hey, I'm going to ask you a question. Hey, I'm going to come and modify this question and mess up, edit this question right while you're in the middle of trying to think about answering now it. Now you know what it's like to make a movie with me. <laughs> I'm fired. I'm firing myself. All right, that'll do it for another show. Oh, jeez. We're not getting an official answer by the sounds of it. Hopefully, you'll hear from us on Christmas night. Jingle all the way. You'll definitely get an episode next week either way. So, Absolutely. thanks for listening. Keep sharing. Keep spreading. Hey, and we're on Anchor.fm as well. That's kind of like our, our host site. Yes. If you go there, you can actually donate like a quarter or a dollar or something to keep this thing going, I guess. Feed the machine, baby. Feed I, it, I feed it. Feed I don't know it. how that works and what you get out of it, but you know, if you're feeling uh, like you want to do that, then that's great as well. We're trying to bring in more sponsors. Of course, Retro Rags Limited. Yes. Venture 20. Always. Get some uh, garb. And they have quick turnarounds too for all the custom stuff. So look it's, at that. It's great that you can throw money at this project now because like if you if anyone out there has ever thought of like putting money like into either of us, like literally just like put it in our slot, slot it in. Slot it up. Put it in. All right. Till next week.